For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the American Tennis Podcast here on Believe, LA's number one sports podcast network. Justin Thompson here, hanging out, breaking it all down with you. I want to do something a little different today, actually. You don't think about it really because I've graduated college now, so you kind of lose track of when school is starting back up, but I was um, teaching at the tennis academy that I coach at on Friday, and a couple of the kids were saying, oh, Coach Justin, we're going to be taking off for school, so this is probably going to be our last week, and it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, wow, college is uh, almost here. We had a girl going to New Mexico State, and she leaves on Tuesday, so in the spirit of that, a lot of the kids were asking me questions about what to expect from college tennis, any last-minute advice, things of that nature, so I wanted to do a podcast actually just talking to incoming freshmen who were getting ready to head to college and getting ready to play college tennis because it wasn't long ago that I was in those shoes and it is a scary but exciting time and there's definitely some things that I wish I would have had people tell me at the time. So hopefully you guys will find this helpful, but I just want to go through a couple things that I think might make the transition from the juniors to college tennis and being a part of a team a little easier. And the first one that I would suggest is understanding that you are a freshman and you're coming into an environment and a team where there are going to be older players on the team. The coach has already gotten to see those players play. So it's already a little tough for you and you're at a disadvantage in a way coming in as a freshman. And there's already been a lineup from previous years. You already have players who have earned the coach's trust or maybe not depending on their results. But my first piece of advice would just not be getting too hung up on whether you're playing five or six or three or four. Don't worry too much about what spot you're playing in. Obviously, of course, you want to be in the top six in the singles lineup and you want to be traveling with the team. Of course, that's a good goal to have. But once you know that you're in that top six, don't get too hung up and competitive about, oh, I feel like I'm better than so-and-so and should be playing above them. Why are they playing above me? And that just comes down to trusting your coach. You know, he's trying to, he or she is trying to field a competitive lineup. And, you know, sometimes it may make more sense to play somebody higher. Also, just depending on matches, certain games that match up differently. They've been in the conference watching their opponents and they can see that you might have a better chance at beating this person than another person or vice versa. So first point of advice would just be not to get too hung up on what position you're playing and don't let that competitiveness that you have from the juniors of always wanting to win and having a me mindset cause problems as a new player on the team because being in college tennis is just so different from playing the juniors. You have to shift from a me me mindset to a we mindset and being a part of a team and I'm sure a lot of you have played high school tennis so you've had a glimpse of that but college tennis is just a whole nother animal And beyond that, a lot of advanced juniors really don't even play high school tennis. So for a lot of you, this may be your first time coming onto a team and competing in an actual team environment. And that can be really hard in a sport like tennis where you're playing singles and there's 64 or 100 other people in the draw and 
all you care about is yourself because you want to win. And that's totally understandable because that's what our junior USTA system here in America fosters in a way. Of course, you can play doubles and then you have a partner, but nothing that really replicates this team environment. There are a few tournaments as you come up in the juniors, zonals and team events, but this is so much different. Being in college, you're wearing your university, you're repping your school, repping your pride. So I would just encourage all of you to first and foremost, put your ego aside and just focus on doing what's best for the team. You know, I, in my environment, I went to Chapman and I came in as a freshman and played number two singles, but I would have been perfectly fine playing four or five or wherever the coach thought that I should play to give our team a best chance to win. Because the thing is, even if you think you are one of the higher players on the team, if you're playing number one or number two and your team isn't winning games, you're three and 13, that's not really all that impressive. Yes, it's good that you're winning your individual matches. And of course, you still want to go for individual records. Everyone wants to be an All-American. Everyone wants to set records for the most wins. And of course, you want to win your matches. But what's much more important once you get to college is team success. That's really how you're measured by the first thing when you're talking to people. Oh, what school did you go to? People are going to know, oh, that team has a winning track record or they don't. I mean, it doesn't really necessarily matter as much how you do individually. What comes first and foremost is team success. And I think that's a really big change and a really big difference from the juniors that a lot of juniors struggle with. Um, so it's just that embracing the team mindset, the team dynamic. And other thing is, it's unfortunate. I don't mean to be picking on you freshmen. I'm just, I'm honestly trying to put myself back in my, in your guys' shoes when I was there five, six years ago. And you want to you want to come in and form a relationship with these players, your teammates, that's going to be so important, not only to your team's success, but your happiness, because your life is about to become very, very dedicated to tennis. Not that it wasn't already, but especially if you're playing at a Division One institution, you're going to have practice every day, you're going to have preseason tournaments, and then when season comes around, that's going to be a whole new animal. But this is going to be your life and a really big part of it for your next four years. And by default, those teammates and those people that are on your team are going to also be a big part of your life. So do all that you can to get along with these players and to put any, you know, you might know people that are on the team from before when you played in the juniors. Put any of those petty rivalries aside or any preconceptions that you might have going into it. Obviously, of course, don't just, you know, let them push you around or be mean or whatever. Of course, there's a line. But you also have to understand that coming in as an underclassman, older players are just naturally, you know, maybe fearing for their spot or just whatever. It's kind of just part of being a newcomer on the team that you just get a little bit of a hard time. And it kind of comes with that, comes with the territory. But obviously know your limits. Don't do anything that isn't crazy, whatever. But it's just something to expect when you're going into it that there is definitely an aspect of that. You're going to deal with older players on the team that maybe you feel like aren't giving you the respect you deserve or whatever. And Use that as fuel and motivation to work harder and channel that as a benefit to you rather than to let it upset you or mess with you and put you in a negative space. Because I've had friends who have come into college tennis and some who just totally embraced it and were all about the team and others who went in and weren't able to just get their ego out of the way and ended up either getting kicked off the team or not being able to play college tennis because of that. And that brings me to another big point. You know, even if for what I've been talking about a lot is people that are coming in as freshmen who are ready to contribute and higher up. And that's, it's tough because you feel like you want to play up high and there may just be politics and other things in the way preventing you. But for players that aren't necessarily looking at cracking the top six, their first year, which is honestly a lot of freshmen, it's hard to come into a good division one program, any division, division two, division three, and come in as a freshman and have the coaches trust being ready to compete. 
So there's a niche out there for you guys too. If you know that you're, you know, maybe not top six, hanging around seven or eight and maybe trying to get into the doubles lineup, something that can really help you a long way is just, it sounds simple, work hard and try to be a leader on the team. Just because you're a freshman and you're a new player to the team doesn't mean that you can't be a leader. And that starts with being vocal. When you're practicing, fire up the other guys or girls, you know, be encouraging, take the rein on organizing team activities. And more than anything, when you're out on the court and when matches start, be vocal, be the first one there at the fence cheering for your teammates, rooting people on, like really being a team player. I promise you the coach will notice that. And even if you're not in a position to start right away, coach is going to be taking note of that. Your teammates are going to be taking note of that. And that's going to help you as your college years go on because people are going to know this is a team player. This is someone we want to succeed. And even if you're not in the top six, coach is probably going to keep you on the team, even if you're on that seven, eight or nine spot, because he wants somebody, he or she would want somebody there to fire up the team and really contribute to that team dynamic. So no matter what your role is coming into college tennis, whether you're going to play one, whether you're going to play six or whether you're probably not going to start the start at all in the starting lineup, the one thing that you can always control is your dedication, your work ethic, and the way that you be there to support your team. So if you do those three things, you're putting yourself in a really good position. The other thing is going to be once you get there and get immersed into you know college life, it is going to be hard to balance everything, academics, tennis, and everything you need to do. So you really do need to stay on top of your time management. I mean, you're going to have 8 a.m. lifts before class, and then after your classes, you're going to be practicing from 4 to 7 or whatever it is. So it's going to be a big time commitment, but the benefits of being a student athlete in college are just, there's really no quantifying it into terms how much it just does for you, for your character, for your resume, just all around. If you, I fully believe that if you're an athlete and are managing the stress of, you know, school, an internship, if you have one, and also being on a competitive sports team, that just builds so much character and just prepares you so well for life after college compared to, you know, not that non-athletes are bad. Of course, they're doing important stuff too, and that's all great. But I just think that whenever you're looking at student athletes, it's just viewed on so favorably by employers. So it is really something I would urge you to stick with it. Unfortunately, my college tennis career was cut short because of a wrist injury, so I was not able to play beyond my sophomore year. But those years, just looking back on them, were honestly some of the greatest times in college, just being out there and playing for a unified team cause, playing for your school, just knowing that your whole school is behind you and wants you to win and that you have a support system and teammates and still talk to some of these players on the team from years ago, even after I had quit the team. I'm still in contact with a few of the players. So these people that you're going into are really going to be some of your closest friends for the next four years that you're on the team and beyond. And so it really is what you make of it and i would just really encourage you to embrace the opportunity because it's a really exciting time in your life it's an opportunity to make a make a legacy at a university and really make a big impact you know we had kyle mccann on the podcast a few podcasts ago the player from uc riverside who set the franchise record for the most single season wins at uc riverside and now he just uh he had an interview the other day and that was the one of the first things that they asked him about so What you do in college and what you do in college athletics, really, I don't want to say it defines you, but it is going to play a huge part in your life going forward. And it's just all about channeling, knowing that A, and B, channeling that competitiveness into a way where you benefit the team and also do everything you need to do to be put in a position of success. So I hope this was helpful to you. I don't want to go on too long and just wax poetic, but 
just to review a few big takeaways that I would tell you are just a don't be too concerned about where you're playing your freshman year if you do have a problem or you think you should be playing higher somewhere else I would encourage you just to go to the coach and speak privately with him or her and just say coach like I you know I'm struggling with this could you explain to me why you thought that this was the best position for me to be playing in don't make a big stink about it in front of your teammates don't be whispering or talking bad to your teammates about you should be playing above this guy or doing this that's a very quick way to lose the locker room and have people turn on you so know your worth know where you should be playing and if you have any problems take it up with coach privately and if he or she is a good coach they'll hear you out and explain it to you and i think that you'll feel a lot better afterwards so obviously do that b you got to shift from that junior usta me mindset to a we mindset It's all about the team now. It's all about team success, being there for your teammates, building people up and supporting the team because that's the most important is having team success and enjoy yourself. Have fun, really. I mean, it sounds silly, but it's like it's college tennis. It's fun. It's supposed to be a great time. You know, these are going to be some of the four best years of your life. I'm excited. I wish I could re-experience it all once more. I mean, the camaraderie you're going to make, the memories, the competing All of it is just so much fun, and I am envious of all of you out there who are getting to experience this. I wish you all the best of luck, and I am just so excited for all of you freshmen going into college and taking on the college tennis world. Light it up. Tear it on fire. Um, Real quick before we do finish the podcast today, I did want to talk a little bit about that Cincinnati tournament coming up. Uh, It starts today, actually. John Isner is in the third set right now battling, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Hopefully he can pull it up. I think he is fighting to get a break in that third set and taking advantage of a Dusan Lajovic. Uh, on the women's side, I should say today, Rogers Cup, Serena Williams had to pull out. She made it to the finals and had to pull out, unfortunately, with an upper back injury. You never want to see that. That's tough for, obviously, our best American women on the tour for years now. So I do wonder if she's going to be available to play in Cincinnati. That tournament's starting up today. I think she was scheduled to play on Tuesday, so... Something to keep an eye on now that she had to pull out with that injury. Not sure if she'll be able to compete. You hope that she maybe sits out Cincinnati and gets healed up for the U.S. Open because everyone's going to want Serena playing there in Flushing Meadows, obviously. Looking at the men's draw, just really quick, on the American side, tomorrow, Dennis Kudla is playing. He has a pretty winnable first-round matchup against Lucas Puyet, <laughs> Frenchman Pouillet. I don't even know how to say his name. Um, another Frenchman who I do know how to say, Pierre Hughes Herber. He's going to be playing Sam Query in the first round. That one starts tomorrow at 1040. Very, very winnable match there for Query. I totally expect him to win that match. Should be a good one, but good draw for Query there. And then the young American who's been doing pretty well, Riley Opelka. He plays the 12 seed, Borna Koric, in the first round. Again, I see that as a very winnable match for Opelka. That one is going to be tomorrow at 5.30 at night, so tune into that one if you can. And then Tuesday, this is probably my favorite day so far, just looking through the uh, young Americans that are playing. I'm partial to Taylor Fritz and Francis Tiafo because I just I think they're great young players and an exciting storyline. Fritz plays the 16 seed, David Goffin, in his first round matchup. Tough match, but a winnable one. And then this is one, guys, circle this, don't miss this. We don't have a timeout yet for it, but it's going to be Tuesday, at some point, first round matchup in Cincinnati, it's going to be Gail Monfils and Francis Tiafo. That is bound to just be probably the first round matchup out there. I mean, Dimitrov and Morinka are playing first round as well, but 
I, I would I just think that's one you don't miss. Monfils, Tiafo, both just such athletic players, huge forehands, so talented, just shot makers. Um, obviously, Tiafo, the young American who's been killing it, and Monfils, the Frenchman who's been entertaining us on the tour for years now with his eccentric, <laughs> eccentric actions and behavior. So keep an eye on those. Cincinnati should be good, and we are getting closer and closer to the U.S. Open. Can't wait for that one to start up. That's honestly probably my favorite tournament of the year. Just so good, and we'll definitely be doing some more in-depth recaps on the podcast for when the U.S. Open starts up. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope for the freshmen coming into it, I hope that it's uh, helpful for you. I hope you learned something. Um, If you're a parent listening to the podcast as well, something I would say just don't put extra stress on your kids. You know, they're already experiencing so much pressure going into college tennis and obviously they want to perform well and they want to make you proud and do well and do well for the school and for the coach. So if you're a parent, and this is something my parents did really well throughout my freshman year, I think, was just supporting me and checking in when I needed. And, you know, of course, after you win a big match, the first call you want to have is to your parents or whoever. And, you know, they were great, always very supportive. But it is tough as a parent. Of course, you want the best for your kid. But if you can just learn to not stay on them and add extra pressure to their plate while they're already struggling in college to get acclimated to the academics and the, you know, college tennis and the rigor of that, it will make their life a lot easier if they don't have to worry about, oh, gosh, if I win this match, my you know, my mom or my dad is going to be so upset. I like, you know, they don't need that extra stress. Take it from someone who had plenty of stress in their junior tennis. And then luckily, my parents came around by the time I was in college. But Soap is super helpful when you just have parents that are supportive and on board and just make playing tennis that much more fun if they can come and watch you for the big matches and, you know, parents weekends and things like that. So super excited for college to be starting up again. Awesome times. Excited for the U.S. Open. Thank you guys for letting me talk to you here on the American Tennis Podcast. Really enjoyed it as always and enjoy the tennis at Cincinnati this week. It should be great. A lot of coverage on Tennis Channel. Tune in and I will talk to you guys again soon on the next American Tennis Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.